a prosperous and peaceful time passes, in which Devan experiments with making various potions and the creation of powerful magical artifacts. This leads him to question Atropos about Jexel's workshop, an experience as disturbing as the information he learns. He also develops spells to exploit the elemental plane of Earth faster and use the resources gathered for the construction of his tower, and he deals with the development of a trade hub after some negotiations with sea raiders. Will Devan ever finish his tower? Will Necrot become a great Acropolis? Will his experiment with portals have consequences? Let's find out now on Dicing with Death. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dicing with Death. Brian, how are you doing today? Hello, doing well. For are once, you... your plural isn't unwarranted. I suppose there's always chat. What plural? Um, me and Baby Pops. Anyway, um, <laughs> sorry, there is no hot tub involved in this stream yet, guys. Give us a, a few more years to put our resources to work on the most important things. Um, doing right. Doing well. Doing well. Um, yeah. Uh, ready to explore the creation of a civilization and uh, towers. Ooh, and civilization and elementals. And, yeah. And towns and ships and magics and stuffs. Let's do it. Okay, so um, where last we left, as we heard in the recap, you guys had started groundwork on Shelter Bay. You had been playing with portals. You'd made your elemental staff. Um, what is the next step for... Um, I thought we had said we were going to explore some elemental control and lore, etc. Oh, right, right. Um, the great elementals. There are also... Maybe some shout-outs warranted. Uh, as requested, we got a couple ideas in Reddit for items. Uh, I don't have Reddit open, so I can't shout out the peeps, but there was uh, some ideas for the for the Divine Mantle, mm -hmm. an item that would uh, attune to various elements and provide various protective effects. And I think a potion idea, another like elemental potion. And I believe it was A0 did some interesting calculations in Discord on how long it would take to level up purely with spell research, assuming there weren't it wasn't any adventuring in the intervening years. I think oh. he like mathed how long it takes to or how much experience you get doing a level in spells. Uh -huh. And it was something like it's like a I don't I don't remember. It's like hundred XP a week or whatever it is for level one spell research and he calculated it'd take like ten years to get to uh level nine. Wow. Hey. So maybe we skipped ten years or uh maybe there was some adventuring in the interim. Probably uh, a little bit of both. Probably some adventuring and a lot of research. Yeah. That makes sense. Come on, Reddit. Or should I blame Firefox? Or should I blame my potato computer? All of the above? All of the above. Absolutely. Dicing with that fangirl. Is that our, uh, is that the, uh, 
the fangirl that wants the dad bods and hot tubs stream. Uh... They uh, they they came up with the potion idea for like a elemental breath potion, uh-huh. which I can only imagine means you consume and then you immediately begin vomiting up rocks and uh, elemental earth. Because that sounds like fun. And Zav ninety five with the uh, divine mantle. We may get to that. We may get to that. This elemental portal potion is an interesting idea because then you just turn your mouth into an elemental portal and make like a miniature version. So you could like breathe fire or like blow a huge gust of wind or spew water everywhere. That sounds pretty awesome. I like it. I liked the, uh, the earth one the best. Just like spitting rocks or something. Vomiting up mud. Star of air from an air elemental, rock or mineral from earth. Mm. Yep, coughed up some diamonds. Excellent. <laughs> uh, okay. I dig okay. it. Um, so. I did a little bit of reading on elementals. Oh, good. Someone should. I don't know if you did. I did none. I forgot all about it. I moved on. Okay. All right. So I don't know how we want to handle this. I also have an idea for that level one wizard spell. Um, yeah. Where do we want to start? Well, let's do your level one wizard spell first. That seems like the smallest, easiest, most simplest thing. So I think the spell is called Direct, and it is uh, an analog to command. So I think it would be approximately the same sort of power, except the target will be very different. Right. I've got my window open, and I I don't know what it is about the street that I live on. There's like a stop sign, like a little ways that way, and for some reason, just like this like straightaway street after a stop sign and like it's straight enough and there's like a curve in the distance it probably looks like a scene from like mm. i don't know gran turismo or something so it's all the bags just douchebag just see it now like time to let it rip right in front of ryan's house <laughs> i think i've got a chill baby that can sleep through anything or not sleep through anything that's a right now proper isla vista baby right there so, um, so I think it will it will be you will issue nonverbal commands to nonverbal directions to either I think constructs, automatons, or summoned creatures, or like extra planar creatures. Uh-huh. So I feel like it would work on it, like by design. I want it to work on elementals, but I think only like outside of their like if they are if they have if they are on this plane. The fact that they have been like summoned or they're they're not on their home plane, they can be directed. Uh huh. But you couldn't command like an elemental in the in their elemental plane. I think it may also work on like a demon that has made their way to the prime material plane or like, yeah, those are basically the. Okay. Yeah, or like a or a summoned creature, like if you if someone summons a goblin with monster summoning. Mm-hmm. Their nature as a summoned creature makes them vulnerable to directions. Like it, like it. Okay, but otherwise it'd be for like golems or undead. 
I think if uh, if they are under control of another wizard, the wizard makes a saving throw versus spell. Otherwise, the creature will. Um, I've been looking at spell saves, and they're crazy. Like some of these things, like like this. Uh, yeah, like I like still like the spell in concept, but like you try and issue a command to a tw- twenty-four hit die earth elemental, and it's just never happening. Right, because their spell save is like three. Not quite, but getting there. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so, um, so do you want me to write this or? Um, if, yeah, if you got your hands free, it's called direct. Four. It's a first level spell. Yeah. Let's um, what see. school were you thinking? Abjuration? Um, uh, enchantment, maybe? What? Ooh. Uh, let's see. It's not quite a protection spell, although it does work with the interplaner. Um, what school is command? Let's see. Yeah, command is enchantment. Okay. Let's do that. Ah. Oops. On casts blank spell. Nice. Direct. Enchantment charm. Uh, you definitely need a verbal material. Probably a somatic one as well. Like point at the creature. Probably, yeah. Do you Command need is just verbal. Okay. You want to do just verbal start- then? I think let's just model it after command. And it uh, it's not verbal, so it doesn't need to be a single word, but it needs to be a... God, I had the wording in my head and like days ago, and I forgot how to think of it. But a, a similar, uh, a, a simple command under the, like, a, in line with a command spell, but not, doesn't necessarily need to be a single word, but like the action needs to be completable in only one round. Yeah. So it could be something like go over there or like attack that person. It's the sentiment, but let's see. 30 yards. Casting time one, sure. Uh-huh. Let's say save none. We should be saving the gate. Yeah, or special. I think command only gives a saving throw under certain really? circumstances. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have at least 13 int or six hit dice to get a saving throw. That's really interesting. Let me unleash this beast and see if it's on the bed for a bit. Okay. See how it goes. All right. Oh, she seems super have, happy there. Uh, we probably have five minutes before she realizes she's been abandoned. Oh, okay. We'll hurry up and get the spell done mm-hmm. then. Um, special save. 
no damage. Um, I don't know if it will be special. I mean, I guess only in that, like, the who's making the save depends on who's controlling the creature. Okay, but you think it's just going to be a normal save then to negate? I think so, right? Because there's yeah. no, like, you normally you either use it on unintelligent or summoned creatures. None of those are going to have high intelligence. So unless there's some other stand-in, it could be the six-hit die thing. Mm-hmm. No, but this makes sense. You know, you would, you are summoning, if someone summons a goblin and you direct them, there should be a saving throw involved. Right. Um, let's see. No material components. So they're not consumed. It's not a wild mage spell. Uh, the description. I take it you're working on that right now? Yeah, getting there. Yeah? You got any good ideas back there? Wizard issues a simple command to construct or summon creature. Um, let's see. Command is nonverbal. Otherwise, be in line with the command spell. Mm -hmm. I eat it. Full and is carried out. simple action and it is carried out for one round. Target is entitled to a saving throw. Eight. X. If the creature is under Under another's control. Mm Should it just be creatures greater than six hit die? 
I feel like you should... Like, if you summon a goblin, there should still be a saving throw involved, right? The goblin shouldn't just follow yeah. the direct or whatever. Um, so maybe for free-ranging creatures, they need six to tire more, but for summoned creatures, it it will... Everyone gets a saving throw? How does that sound? You can just give everyone a saving throw. I don't know. Okay. I feel like a, a six hit die creature saving throw is pretty low, so it's almost like, eh. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I will probably refine this as I feel uh, inspired to. Basically, to give examples of the kind of creatures that it could work on, right? In general, I think it affects mindless creatures that would otherwise not be able to be commanded, but I feel like they should be able to be. Mm -hmm. And then summoned creatures, due to their extra planar nature, can be targeted. So, mm -hmm. an elemental or a demon that has found its way to the prime material plane may be vulnerable, but in their home plane, certainly not. I feel like this shouldn't affect dragons, but I guess if your lore would interpret them as extra planar creatures that have been that have made their way to a foreign plane that yeah. I feel like most of the dragons have been here for so long that they are considered natives mm. right like if you move to a new plane and you live there for 150 years you're well it probably... depends are you paying taxes in the new plane or are you still paying taxes back in the old plane that's really right, going to dictate what what's plane their, you're from uh, what's their residency status <laughs> The immigration rights of dragons as key to the understanding of this spell. Oh, I'm gonna go turn off that uh, heater. Well, so dragons have pretty good elemental resist, uh, magic resistances. I know Ryan can't hear this, but chat can. Elementals have no magic resistance. I wonder what the text like. Bam. I feel like it's got. A I think dragons I will probably consider like transplaner. Like Yeah. They are of a prime material world and they just happen not to be on theirs, but they're still like created of the same stuff. You know, it's not like they are an elemental who is created only of one stuff. The dragons are still the four elemental planes plus the spiritual plane thrown in there and then, you know, slapped around by the gods magic dicks to make them happen um, so I feel like dragons would probably end up being immune to this thing unless someone had like summoned a dragon yeah yeah that seems like it'll work 
Do you have any other... Is, is your text finalized? I don't know. Not really. But it, there's text. Let's see what you got. Do... Let's extrude. Where is this spell? Direct. Here we go. Simple direction. The character makes the same thing I said. Yeah, it sounds great. And makes... now let's go chase down a 24 hit die earth elemental with a saving throw four. Yeah. So this might not be the greatest spell against full fledged earth elementals, but when you're dealing with like minor elementals, like a water weird or like um, a sylph or one mm -hmm. of these other minor elementals, it would be super useful. Um, stealing your description. How do you feel about allowing this to be channeled round after round? I like recast. So like, say you get a creature to fail a saving throw. What do you uh, think about being able to dump additional MP or spell slots into maintaining the command? Well, that would just be like multiple castings, right? Right, but if you get a creature to fail a saving throw, like once you have control, can you keep control? Hmm. Or do they get saves for every casting? Let's see, a warrior. Max warrior has a save or spell of six. So not redonkulous, but um, that bit about the max saving throws was in high level campaigns, by the way. Mm -hmm. So. Okay. Semi optional. I think it's a good addition. There are some things in that book that I found to be really I, useful. Honestly, until Tombs of Scoria, I had never seen the like stacking of pluses on saving throws to the point where it actually mattered. Yeah, yeah. Partially, that's your fault as a DM for giving them them so many protection items. I partially, it's like, my partially. fault for not paying attention to the wording on the protection items. You're only supposed to be able to be affected by one protection item at a time. Yeah. So if you got armor plus two and a ring plus two, I think only one of them takes effect. Yeah. Um, I'll have to take a look at that later. It might not be armor plus two and ring plus two, but like ring plus two and ring plus one, only one of them will, will affect for realties. Mm -hmm. Are there ways, are there good ways to reduce saving throws? Because that seems like a viable strategy, but there's not really a spell that like... There's a couple like we, things here and there. I feel but like we can make that spell like a vulnerability or like a yeah, but it would fall. It would involve that failing a saving, saving throw. throw. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, maybe yeah. a spell where you make a save at minus four, and if you fail, all saves that you make for the you know next X rounds have minus four as well. But even then, like you know, it's not a huge buff when you're dealing with creatures who have a saving throw of three, because then you've got a you they'd have a make a seven or better on a d20 to then have to make seven or better on d20s for their subsequent things it's a tough zone to be Ooh. in soft and wet we forgot about Platos what is that uh, slimy snake up to Let me and how many <laughs> years has it been are we done with the spell first I think we're done with the spell for now I'll probably make something at least like add some examples and things like that, but it's fine. Okay. 
I like that it exists. Should I roll a... Are we rolling? We haven't rolled any, like, spell research checks. But I suppose the chance rises to 100 if you give it enough time. Yeah. Or rises to 95. Is 96 always a fail? I think, yeah, 95. Yeah. toes on camera and that poor fox that she's trying to devour eat it eat a little one okay added to the spell list making sure it shows up um, it was called direct Di ah here it is direct mm -hmm. dicing with death page devon nice are these like secret hidden spells that you uh, no. need to... They are no. publicly available. You refresh hmm. your list. Wow. Okay. Um, um, we were going to do... Oh, yeah? What were you going to say? I do think in this, Devon is doing some research into elementals and the elemental planes and other such cosmic questions. Hmm. Um... Sounds like you haven't thought about this, so you may not have any uh, lore to drop or uh, ideas here, but. I mean, I've thought about the Cosmic Highway. I know what's going on. What do you. Cosmic Highway. Yeah, I, don't I, know. I listen to Primus. I don't know. I'm cool. <laughs> One thing I thought was interesting is how difficult elementals are to control. Like, you. If you have one, you every round you roll a, you've got a one in 20 chance of the creature turning on you and going straight for the caster. But it does seem like fun. Uh-huh. Um, and then I guess the, I guess one thing I am interested in researching is how to, if there, I mean, as written, I don't think there is a way to control an elemental. You either, you summon one, but if you lose control, it's like it's its, its own thing. And right. you can never get it back. So There's got to be what, uh, a way to control one, right? It might need to be like a magic item. Like I think like creating like a collar that I could put around an elemental and bind it to my will. But then that becomes like a 14th level wizard thing to do. Um, what about there's that like six level spell ensnarement. Oh. Casting the spell attempts a dangerous act, lure power for a creature from another plane, specifically to a prepared trap where it can be held until it agrees to perform a service in return for freedom from the ensnarement spell. Interesting. Save the creature, rolls this. Saving throw succeeds. Creature ignores a spell. Intelligence score, oh, that's good. Ooh, warning Thanks. circle. Yeah. But I mean, I'm not going to read the entire text because it's like six paragraphs. 
but I think this would work for elementals, and then you bind them to your will, or you they agree to do a thing for you, and then they're free. It does seem like it would apply to elementals, but it seems like it's one simple service, one single service. However, that, well, it says impossible demands or unreasonable commands are never agreed to. Mm -hmm. This is definitely like temporary binding of elementals, but I th mm -hmm. figure you could put a permanency spell on top of that if yeah. you wanted to. But, but this even is then, getting to yeah. too high of a level. interesting nonetheless is the goal for Devon to control an elemental have an elemental pet it wasn't but uh it sounds interesting there may be better pets out there conjure mm -hmm. elemental I think is like a six level spell let's see it's conjure fire elemental there might be like lower power elementals um Conjure air or water, conjure earth elemental. The elemental remains until destroyed, dispelled, or sent away by the dismissal or holy word spell. Okay, so there is oh, a, just a straight seventh level spell to conjure and keep an elemental. Oh, no, sure? but its duration is mentioned in turns, turns per level. Yeah, and every round you have a 5% chance of it turning on you. Hmm. And that's a, so let's see, that's a pre-spell, pre-spell, here's a wizard spell. Conjure elemental, fifth level wizard spell, so I could actually learn that. Eight hit die. Is she freaking out because she doesn't have object permanence and she thinks you keep disappearing from the room when you stop looking at her? <laughs> no, but... She likes the attention of eye contact. I bet. Staring into those deep, dark eyes. No, it is wounded them. or grappled. This concentration is broken. Ooh. Always a 5% chance the elemental turns on its conjurer, regardless of concentration. Check must be made at the end of second in each success to succeeding round. Oh my god. Mm. Yeah, I guess elementals are difficult to pin down. Let's see. Protection from evil. Is that also a wizard spell? Uh, yes, it comes in wizard and cleric varieties. Interesting. Mm -hmm. 
that's what one turn per level but you've you every round there's a one in 20 chance that it turns on you yeah so it seems like keeping it around for more than a turn is quite foolish yeah what is the although yeah you have a five percent chance of losing control per round how many rounds does it take for that to be a 50 50 chance i know it's not Uh, you know by by which time you would have had a 50 50 chance like 20 Uh, 15 20 rounds sounds about right but i would need to math it yeah Are you trying to calculate it? It'd be like one in 20 plus one over 20 times one over 20. Plus, yeah, right? but I don't plus know the way to simplify that cubed. to a faster method. I don't know. I, it's not interesting enough to transfer it now in the middle of the session. Yeah, okay. Um, so there are some elemental questions to be had. Um, we've got that. I'm trying to remember what maybe it was one of the elemental summoning items that talked about like elementals breaking free. Oh, the spell duration is like how long the elemental stays on this plane, even if it breaks free, I think. That makes sense. Yeah. However, there is that earth elemental, I think, that just roving these hills. Um, because it wandered here naturally or something like that. Right. It's probably right. looking for a way home. Yeah, I did I did read that somewhere that elementals like naturally want to go back to their home plane. And then it might even be that they will avoid a caster if they've got a way back. Like mm-hmm. even if they're pissed off the wizard who summoned them, if there's a portal back to their home plane, they might jump on it. Mm-hmm. I think Earth Elementals probably have the easiest way of getting home. I think they can yeah. probably just like get so deep into the earth that they find natural portals back home they're so cute look at them yes she like flipped over and it's their hand but they're so flexible it's just like i'm just like if i did that with my body i'd be screaming right now she's just like whatever i've been that way Um, uh, so figuring out what happened to that elemental maybe controlling it it seems like controlling it is going to be a bit of a bit of a challenge maybe not worth doing but Mm -hmm. certainly a curiosity Um, some planar exploration could be fun down the line but maybe not immediately Um, there are potions of elemental control so we could look into what goes into that um and i had more thoughts but i've uh i've lost them ah is it time to do our theoretical break or do you i don't think so we're we're still gone cool um well then if we've got a spell out of the way there was this matter of talking about Platos or yeah, do you want to give us an update on what he's been up to Platos has become large in our time in our unknowable time skip 
Platos has become quite the hefty snake indeed. He has um, repositioned himself, let's call it, a little bit closer to the new main entrance to town, the, the road or path that most people tend to take when visiting Necrot. And his new shrine over there is the first stop for a great many people along their way. Most people don't get to like really even see in the shrine to know what's there, but they hear there's a shrine, you make an offering before you get to Necrot, leave some small creature or food item or drink item on the shrine for the, the great serpent. And most people don't see him and leave an offering and he manages to gobble it up. But every now and then, someone will leave an offering and then stick around to try and see if there's really a god in the temple. And they'll catch sight of Platos's head slithering out, his tongue coming out, wrapping around the item and dragging it back in. So rumors of a, a great serpent that rules Necrot kind of float around, but no one really believes that the snake rules Necrot. It's always very clear Devon is in charge here. But, but behind the scenes, the serpent whispers in Devon's ears and pulls the strings. And, uh, and everyone makes an offering when they come to Necrot. Those that don't tend to find themselves in a little bit of bad luck. It's probably just coincidence and confirmation bias that the you know the person who not only didn't leave an offering but swiped an offering uh, fell down a hill and broke a knee. You know, it's probably mm. coincidence that the person who uh, was drunk when they entered and took a piss on the side of the temple as like a, a jest to themselves found, were found drowned the next morning in the creek. You know, they probably were just so drunk that they passed out and suffocated themselves and yet the rumors persist do not piss off the great serpent of necrot so uh where is this shrine i guess he has long outgrown his original he's shrine, way too big I, for it yeah i think the shrine is still there in front of devon's house but it mm -hmm. is uh now an empty little shrine like one of those little ornamental uh shrines people will keep in their yard for totally wayward spirits right um, which uh, which side of town? The south side now. The southwest okay. side of town is where Platos's shrine is, just down the creek bed, um, where the the incoming trail between two hills runs its little course, meets up with the creek, and there's the great shrine of Platos. It's like um, that's not the right word. What are they um? Oh, I guess it is like a little, like a, a Toro shrine. Is that the right term? I don't know. One of those little Buddhist shrines. Yeah. I'm thinking of like, you know, a, 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 um, a roof that kind of comes down and back up on the corners. Uh, big like circular windows on all the sides sticks up off the ground a little bit has like a, a big box underneath it and then probably there's a, a layer underground where Platos normally like rests but then he can come up through the middle of the shrine and come up all the way to the top where people reach in and set in offerings from one of many directions through these big circles uh, not 
quite a toro. I can't. I don't know don't if care. there is an analog in the world. Hmm. We can come back to this. Yeah. Um, that is what the great serpent has been up to, offering advice for those leaders in town who come to him and who are in his good graces. I think uh, Devon will, once he has at least a floor of his tower established, he will burrow down and uh, connect to this. Is that? Did you say there was like an underground lair of mm -hmm. Platos? Is this like a subterranean river or is it something he has dug? I think originally there was a small space carved out for him down there so his full body could rest underground and then he has been expanding it on his own and no one really knows the shape of things below. We can explore that at some point. Maybe we'll put an earmark in this for a future adventure, but I do think Devon will connect his basement to this subterranean network of passages. And perhaps we will have an adventure in Plotos's caverns at some point. Um... actually making notes here. Oh, wow. And we do want... Or Devon will want to get uh, his Fabricate spell. Mm. Um. That is fifth level. You are yeah. a ninth level caster, so you can swipe it. Yeah, how do we want to to do these things. Are we rolling research chance or or should we say this is the fifth level spell we are automatically giving him? Yeah, you would have gotten one or a couple spells on level up automatically, right? So you could have easily... Typically, it's one every time you get a new spell level, like by the books it is, but... Yeah. So you could have picked this up easy if we want to do it easy. Do we want to do it easy? Yeah, I think it's a, a common, useful spell, and Devon, who is constructing a world, might have uh, picked up Fabricate. Yeah. Yep. Do we want Devon to have teleport? Or do we want to limit that sort of travel? Um, I have no strong opinion about it. Okay. Yeah. What's going on, baby? Chomp, chomp, chomp. Dropped a noodle on that baby. And she's been hanging on to it for the last hour. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I went ahead and added Fabricate, which we will use to uh, craft the tower. If we want to give me Fabricate, I do have an interesting question to, uh, or a scenario to propose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear it. Let's hear it. Okay. Let's let's read the spell description. Let's see. The wizard converts material of one sort into a product of the same. In this case, we'll take 
dirt, in this case, probably rock from the elemental plane of Earth and fabricate it into a tower. Lab magical or living things can't be created or altered. Quality is commensurate with the quality of the materials used. So they're saying minerals are of low quality, but I feel like if you're trying to carve something out of rock, rock is the default material. It's not a mineral in that case, right? Right. Articles requiring a high degree of craftsmanship. So they only mention jewelry, swords, glass, crystals, etc. They aren't taught like they're being like construction isn't a high skill craft. <laughs> Anyone can make a bridge. But jewelry, now that requires some serious knowledge. Right? It seems a little feel funny. Like, Maybe if you're like trying to build a, a fancy suspension bridge maybe then I it feel would. like a bridge maybe this is like my engineer bias over like Etsy jewel crafters <laughs> but I feel like I feel like building a bridge takes a f higher degree of craftsmanship than making a necklace or something yeah but if you're like maybe make the, a bridge put an arch underneath it everything else is rock there you go that's yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> From a magical um, so, standpoint, it should be pretty easy, whereas the, the jewelry making might be a little more complicated. Yeah. I don't know. Underappreciate so the engineers, overappreciate the skilled artisans. Yeah. Georg had engineering with this spell in mind, and we never uh, never quite got there. Mm. Um, so Devon, with the spell, he will gather Akitos. Um, and he's also like extruded these chunks of uh, elemental plane of earth. We've probably come back again and extruded more elemental earth. Maybe not gem encrusted this time, but I guess I can constantly just use fabricate to like grow the tower taller, right? And like mm -hmm. fabricate another floor underneath the current floor and like have the whole thing eventually slowly rise up. How does it, it doesn't really Is that specify. how you work? Like you build the top layer and then you fabricate so. something underneath that, it and push the top layer taller and taller? I think it's something like that. I think I that mean, makes total talking, sense. Like extruding more earth underneath it, like opening portals underneath it and pulling up more earth. And pro I'm sure frequently this like damages the structural integrity and it's like using fabricates to like stop it from falling over as it's being pulled forth. If you open like a 20 so, foot portal to the elemental plane of earth below you and then just like pull a tower out of it and then like mm -hmm. fabricate to fix some of the cracks and then pull another yeah. layer and lift the whole thing and fabricate to fix. Yeah, so I think eventually it might be an impressive tower. There are probably some weird intermediate stages where it's this twisting, unnatural conjuration mm -hmm. from the elemental plane of Earth mm -hmm. with veins of various metals, and the top story is encrusted. Or like I think it winds up being Devon's inner chamber is encrusted with those gemstones. Mm -hmm. Should that be the entranceway? I don't know. I can't decide, but I can change it as I see fit. In any case, we've got Akitos. Uh, we take we call Akitos to lend his expertise. There was talk about like using Kronos and Akitos to build things, mm -hmm. um, but with Fabricate, that becomes almost unnecessary. Almost. However, Devon summons Akitos and puts a hand on his shoulder and says, Akitos, you're an accomplished uh, stonemason, right? Bricklayer, mm. brick builder. I am now, thanks to you, yeah. Lord Devon. Mm. I want you to, uh, hold on a sec. I understand Think. completely, Devon. I have small children of my own. 
uh, I need you to think of uh, of your uh, of your knowledge of bricklaying, of stone carving. Bring it to the front of your mind, the uh, your uh, surface thoughts, and imagine the tower before us. Imagine how you will build it, how it will rise before you, before before me. And I put a hand on his shoulder, and I would like to ESP mm. while I like guide his thoughts to like the expertise of his craft, Ooh. and use that with my own fabricate to uh, increase like the uh, the level of my own craftsmanship. Excellent. I feel like for this tower building, it almost doesn't matter because this. I mean, I don't know if this is necessarily a high degree of craftsmanship. I think a but tower if, if requires this, a high degree of craftsmanship, yeah. yeah. But if this concept works, presumably I could, like, get a tailor and have them imagine constructing a garment and then, like, ESP them while I coach them to imagine what the process is like mm -hmm. and attempt to fabricate it myself. Yeah, it becomes one of those, like... You've got your arms wrapped around them, and mm -hmm. they're like you're like showing them how to do pool or you know do something with the crafting, and you're both working together in the construction mm -hmm. of the thing before you. Love it. Yeah. If this didn't work, I was we may, I may have needed to like div, uh, devise a way to like remove their brain or their souls and put it in a jar or something. And, no, this works. It's, it's, this much, is it's much better if we let me use ESP. Yeah, no, ESP <laughs> works great as long as they're willing to do it and on board and, you know, yeah. yeah. No need to extract brains and, and tap into them individually yet. We'll wait for that until we get to the craftsman who does not want to share their work with you. Hmm. Alright, so the uh, Devon's Wizard Tower rises thusly from the elemental plane of earth um all right there was that okay um and eventually to uh perhaps i catch this in uh in a vision of myself via legend lore or a vision of the world um but for my divine mantle, I uh, I come to believe that I require a piece of the uh, of the world staff, from which we will uh, craft this mantle. The world staff, <laughs> yes. Sections um, so that, becomes... that break off of this world staff are known as philosopher stones. They are items of immense powerful magic that can either amplify existing magical sources or be used to replicate them or overcharge them or, you know, act mm. as uh, facets of other things. They are, um, you know, the closest thing you can get to pure unworked magic that can be directed at your will. So would it be... Uh vain and superfluous to turn one of these into a jacket <laughs> <laughs> anyways uh, that's where we're going um so this be i don't know how easy these philosopher's stones are to find how many of them fall to the earth but uh this becomes a bit of a um private obsession a hobby of devon's is uh, searching for these philosopher's stones um so using legend lore is that basically what it comes up with that that uh 
shards of the world staff fall to the earth as uh as philosopher stones a certain number of them have broken off when the world was created and during the initial disturbances of the world um, and they kind of like fell and scattered about some of them on land some of them buried within mm-hmm. um, others have been specifically searched for uh, if your legend lore your serona will tell you that every now and then the right person will find an area where the world is thin and you can reach out and grab a section of the flaw, the, the staff that holds the world and in theory, chip off a fragment of it to make your own philosopher's stone. Um, but these events are few and far between. They might happen more often than we realize, but with results of disaster when trying to remove a bit of the, the staff from it. So, so um, so the cosmology of the world is that the staff supports the world mm-hmm. and Tempos and Nadinus spin the staff and thus N- Nadinus supports it, Tempos spins it, the world turns. Yeah. What is the uh what is the relationship between the elemental planes and all of this? Cuz I believe the elemental planes like flank the world, right? Or flank the staff in this? Flank the staff. Like, the staff goes between all four of them, but we start mm-hmm. losing some, like, three-dimensional space aspects of this because they're not sure. all lined up like a, a Lego construction. But in mm-hmm. theory, you get your four planes. They really only touch on two sides, but they're at the same time all still connected. The staff mm-hmm. runs between them, and then the world is sort of built of them and around them and on them and through them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're kind of like different planes of existence that overlap in space-time. Okay. So I think this is why... So I think this connection between the staff and the elemental planes is why I think uh, it would make a perfect material to construct this divine mantle. The stuff of... uh, The building material of the gods and one that is attuned with all four elemental planes Mm -hmm. is... uh, Are the... Four elements, like the the building blocks of the building universe. blocks of the all like air, earth, water, water, fire is what the mm-hmm. world's made of. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay, so that um, may not maybe far in the distant future, but Devon is seeking out these philosopher stones or a uh, an access point to the uh, to the world staff itself. Eventually, it may be interesting to do some travel in the elemental planes. However, I was I was curious where Drew went. At what point Druids get that ability? It's like level seventeen before they can survive Oof. in those planes. Yeah. Although I guess air, earth, and water are fairly mundane. Air is probably the plane of fire that you probably can't touch. Yeah, elemental plane of air would be fine. Um, you would fall until you end up in either the plane of water or the plane of fire. Um, so just direct your fall or don't stay too long. Mm-hmm. Um, water would so be guess, chill if you could breathe in water. I think I can. And then... Earth is kind of, you know, there's nowhere to go. Uh, and fire is, you know, you burn up. So I guess I air... don't have a water breathing. I must have been using... I think I used water breathing potions in the past. Or maybe I had like an amulet or something that I gave back. 
You didn't you get a water breathing something? I might by still have that, yeah. That cave over by the town on the southeast coast. I yeah, I believe I have that still. Yeah, driftwood seed angle of water breathing. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So those could be some interesting adventures. Uh -huh. um, I am curious how to get back. One thought I had is what happens if you minor gateway when you're on one of these elemental planes, or should or should I or should I devise a similar spell to like gateway my way back to the prime material plane? That's a really good question. Maybe one that bears some exploration. I think that I don't know when, but we should probably sit down and take a look at all of the ways of traveling between planes that exist right now, and then see mm -hmm. where there needs to be changes and what and where we can use what exists. Yeah. So that's an idea. Um, I think we should take our break. Um, do we want to, I don't know where we're going immediately after this, kind of thrown out a lot and haven't really condensed anything, but I think someone needs a change. Okay. Well, why don't we take so, our break uh, now and it will be one I'll... of these weird long breaks chat. We might be gone 10 minutes. We might be gone half an hour. So we'll see. Okay, we'll be back on the other side with some more Dicing with Death. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Dicing with Death. We are Hello. here to talk about the planes, the planes of existence, and how one moves about in them. Yeah, so I, mean, I think we're about to go through the source materials and see what else we can find. The, uh, the first spells that are coming to my mind are the seventh level priest spell, Plane Shift and the ninth level wizard spell, Astral. There also is a uh, a backdoor that uh, I had in my back pocket with Georg and never needed to use, but there's like some line in one of the lower level spell, it might be Blink or something, or maybe it's Dimension Door, that like it says if you like, act, if you Dimension Door into a solid object, you get forced into Mm. the ethereal plane, the maybe the astral plane or something mm -hmm. like that. So there's like a lower level way to like accidentally throw throw yourself into one of these planes. Mm -hmm. And I I had that in my back pocket as like if I'm ever in real big trouble, I could like clip my way into the astral plane and find my way back out. Yeah. But not ideal because it's not like you get to choose where you go that way. You just kind of get you're just getting tossed around. You're, you're jumping randomly. Yeah. Yeah. Could end up inside a star. You don't want to do that. And like I was saying, 17th level druids get the ability to not, not only plane shift, but also survive in the elemental planes. Mm-hmm. But I think we're going to see if there are some lower level or limited versions of this. I guess there's etherealness. Right. That will get you to the a... ethereal plane. Which, is that different from the shadow plane in your world? Yes, it yes, is. It is. Oh. Oh, oh. Hmm, okay. Uh, so etherealness is a third level priest or a fifth level wizard spell. Okay, so Devon could get etherealness mm -hmm. if he wanted. But that only gets you to the board, or actually the wizard spell is more powerful. The wizard spell may actually get you to the deep ethereal. Oh, it's a... Six level priests wizard spell? 
Yeah, it's different than the than the priest, or at least different in that you can actually go there. Yeah, it's the, yeah. the priest version says that the wizard version is fifth level, but I see the wizard version is sixth level, so. Okay. Just trying to. Right, so the, the priest can't leave the border ethereal, whereas I think the uh, wizard version is like if you. Mm-hmm. This is sixth level, so I don't know where the typo is, but. I think the typos in the original. Oh, and then the wizard version, you can banish a creature. You know, I think the priest version that's only third level probably needs to be scrapped since this talks about like the border ethereal and the deep ethereal and it's very different than how I deal with my ethereal planes. I don't really have a a border and a deep and I don't have like those color pools or any of that weird shit going on. So I think the well, third level I mean, you could just, spell is like, super You don't need strong. to have the deep ethereal. Like it could just be the wizard version. Oh, excuse you, baby. Mm-hmm. The wizard version could just allow you to stay in the ethereal. Yeah. Whereas the priest, you're forced to go back at the end of the duration. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know what level the spell is actually? It is sixth level. I think the typo is in the text that calls it fifth level. Okay. So, but in theory, well, I don't know how it is in your world, but in theory, the deep ethereal connects to the astral plane in like. D&D canon. So in theory, right. you could go ethereal, go to the deep ethereal, and wander your way to the astral plane where you could get anywhere. Right. Hmm. Okay, here are the dimension-specific spells that might have to do with moving through planes. Dimension door leaves you on the same plane, but you move like pinch space. Distance distortion, secret chest, dimension blade thoroughness. Duo dimension? What's duo dimension? Does the caster have only two dimensions, height and width, Plane but shift no is only fifth level. That's a priest spell. Yes. The lock. Uh, Caster any creature transported to the edge of the material plane where it borders the demi plane of shadow. In this region, the wizard can move at a rate of seven miles per turn, moving normally on the borders of the demi plane of shadow, but much more rapidly relative to the prime material plane. So Shadow Walk, I think, will also allow you just to visit the Plane of Shadow. So Plane Shift is a... Uh, 
Plane shift is the only way to shift planes, and then the astral spell allows the wizard to go to astral, leaving his physical body behind. Travel astrally to end. This is a ninth level wizard spell, but... Yeah. Gate. Cause an interdimensional connection between two, between the planes of existence. One plane. That's being able to really step through the game. Attention of sought after dweller. Causing the spell. The creature must name the entity he desires to gate. Contact of their plane is fifth level. I should probably grab that. Because mm. <clears throat> it sends his mind to another plane of existence in order to receive advice when the power is there. Is that contact other plane, is it? Yeah. A fifth level wizard? Mm-hmm. Uh, Chance of insanity. Lovely. The ninth level gate spell just opens a portal to any plane of existence, I think. Okay. So a seventh level wizard spell. What is seventh level? Or sorry, seventh level priest spell. What is? Gate is also a seventh level priest oh, okay. spell. I didn't realize clerics had a version of it. Gate like summons a being or allows you to make a gate. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Maybe it says it's time for a walk. So, okay. Mm -hmm. We can, we're fine. If I, uh, oh, yeah. I chill with her, she'll probably be fine, but then I don't have hands. Who needs um. hands? And then teleport only allows you within the same plane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. You know, why don't, I'm going to strap her in. Yeah, why don't you strap and, her in? Well, you can, I'm going to mute myself. I may be able to rock her down right now, but we might need to take a break so I can walk around and walk. All right, we, while Ryan is doing this, we are going to continue to sort through the spells, looking for anything that helps us get from one plane to another or discuss planes with other creatures. So there is a second level wizard spell called Astral Awareness, but this just makes you aware of things on these planes. We're still gonna write it down. Astral, Astral Awareness. This is second level wizard. What else deals with multiplanar things? Dust Devil conjures something, locate landmark, 
Mark of Recall, Wizard Lock, Astral Window. Here we go. A third level wizard priest spell. Third level priest spell. What else do we got? Blink, clairaudience, clairvoyance. Dictate etherealness, which we need to scrap. Um, minor gateway is our first thing that really opens a plane, a portal, but it opens up like instantaneously. Negative plane protection, not what we're looking for. Mm. Spirit armor, wall of water. No, no, Abjure. Abjure will send creatures back to their plane of existence. It's a fourth level priest spell. Conjure elemental kin. Dig. Dimension door. Um, but that just, that pinches your plane. It doesn't actually do anything else. Uh, dimensional anchor. Let's see, covering the subject's body, shimmering emerald field that completely blocks bodily extra dimensional travel. Forms of movement barred by dimensional door include blinking uh, by dimensional anchor include blinking dimension door, etherealness, gate, phasing, plane shift, maze, shadow walk, teleportation, and similar spell-like or psionic abilities. It's going to be useful. Dimensional anchor. As a fourth level priest spell. Wow, there's a lot of priest spells that involve multi-planar travel, but not so much on the wizard side. Um... Join with Astral Traveler. That's a fourth level priest spell. Um, reflecting Pool shows you something. Doesn't actually allow you to move there. Shadow monster summons thing. Lycanthrope, wall of ice. Andre elemental consequence. No. Not what we're looking for. Right. She's kind of fussing. I'm going to do a quick lap. If you're content chatting, yeah. may just be back in five minutes. Cool. Yeah, do your walk. We'll chat. That's what they should use for siren noises. Sound of crying babies amplified at magnitude. Uh, dimensional translocation. Using the spell, the priest seals off a multi-dimensional existence of magical, undead, or extraplanar creatures. The affected creature can be forced entirely into its extraplanar dimension, which removes it from the physical world, or its extraplanar existence can be severed, forcing it into the prime materia plane. If the priest level exceeds the sub... Yeah, so dimensional translocation. Interesting. And 
And that is a fifth level priest spell. These are all from like the spells in magic book. Interestingly enough. Dismissal. That will force another creature out of this plane into another. And that is a fifth level wizard spell. Dispel evil kind of forces things back to their own plane, but it's not really what we're looking for here. I mean, I guess dismissal isn't either. Uh, distance distortion. Spell can only be cast in an area completely surrounded by enclosed earth, rock, sand, or similar materials. Must also cast Conjure Elemental Spell to summon an Earth Elemental. The Elemental serves without attempting to break free. When Spellcaster announces that his intent is to create a dis Distance Distortion Spell, the Spell places the Earth Elemental in the area of effect, and the Elemental causes the area's dimensions to be either doubled or halved for the Traveler covering it. Thus, a 10-foot by 100-foot corridor could seem to either be 5 feet wide and 50 feet long, or 20 feet wide and 200 feet long. That's a weird spell. Domination. Extra dimensional manipulation. Allows the priest to alter the characteristics of an extra dimensional space, such as those created by rope tricks, similar spells. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. We don't need to worry about that. Extra dimensional pocket, same, same. Kazid's procurement, no, not what we're looking for. Lemon's secret chest, I don't think so. Magic jar, major creation. Meld, Plane Shift, we've already talked about, I think. Do you want to just read this? Player's Handbook, 5th level Priest Spell. When Plane Shift is cast, the Priest moves himself or some other creature to another plane of existence. The recipient of the spell remains in the new plane until sent forth by some like means. If several persons link hands in a circle, up to 8 creatures affected by the Plane Shift at the same time can be affected, material components, blah, blah, blah. The size and metal type dictates which plane of existence, including subplanes and alternate dimensions. The spell sends the affected creatures. You get a saving throw if you're unwilling. So plane shift is like the first spell that really allows you to get where you want to go. Like, really travel the planes. And we've got to get rid of etherealness. Uh, sending is a message only. Shadow magic creates things. Thought wave, time pool, true seeing, 
waveform aerial servant is conjuration magic shell not what we're looking for blade barrier conjure elemental death spell dimension blade ensnarement Casting the spell attempts a dangerous act to lure a powerful creature from another plane to specifically prepare a trap. Oh, right. We had just read about this. Okay, but that doesn't give you access to a plane. It just brings things from other planes. Find the path. I bite. No. Forbiddance. It's not what we're looking for. Invisible stalker. No. Better transformation. Project image. image is very much like my project self spell which is much lower level image is interesting it's not what we're talking about with regards to plane shifting but essentially you create a separate version of yourself that does all the things that you do and in like including casting spells do we got seclusion was one individual in an extra dimensional space creatures to be affected by the size of this while inside the space they're enclosed character invisible totally undetectable uh, okay not what we're looking for shades does demi plane of shadow transmute water to dust the great circle powerful cooperative spell think so uh transmute water to dust didn't we just look at that oh we have two versions of transmute water to dust ah one must be a wizard spell and one must be a priest spell they're about 60 pages apart in the player's handbook True seeing doesn't help us. Word of recall. 
Yo. Yo. Alright, let's see how long this lasts. findings there's not much in the way of going to other planes so far it seems to pretty much be the priest spell plane shift the astral spell and the gate spell mm -hmm. um, shadow walk will also get you to a few areas and etherealness and etherealness right in fact the wizard spell you can go you could, like if you adventure you can go to the, the if border of the, you can go to the ethereal then the deep ethereal then you can go to the astral plane from there right and that's where my homebrew world starts to fall apart because we don't have border ethereal and it doesn't like where, border astrals <laughs> i kind of did my ethereal plane weirdly i mean the that the astral will just be the celestial is that like the plane of the gods or something or? i think so or like maybe the space between the world and yeah. the celestial the celestial might be its own plane the astral could just be like a network that lets you get between all the planes. Like it's like the in between space. Mm -hmm. Here you go with blink. If blinking is impossible except into a fixed solid object, then the caster is trapped on the ethereal plane. So using blink with a third level spell, you can get yourself to the ethereal plane. It's getting back that gets tough. Good point. Blink is a third level wizard spell, yeah? Yeah, so that was my backup plan with Georg was like, if I'm in trouble, just blink into a solid object and it's like a GTFO to the ethereal mm -hmm. plane. Let's see. Banishment is a seventh level spell. Which enables you to go force a creature back. I'm wondering like what ways could we then could you get back if you are on some foreign plane? Mm-hmm. I think that's where we're gonna have to create some spells because either you fucked until you're seventh level or something uh, can cast seventh level spells, or I we think need you new are. Spells. I mean, how much? Like, I don't know. Maybe like a sixth level spell, like returning, that lets you like cast it willingly on yourself. I mean, banishment is more like banishing a demon. Presumably, right. you can use banishment to banish yourself back to your home plane. But it seems like that that side use of it need not be a seventh level spell. Mm -hmm. But it's probably a sixth level spell, right? Like, because you don't cause teleport is fifth. Mm -hmm. It's probably more powerful than teleport to be able to plane shift back, right? Is right, I think shifting to your home plane easier than shifting to a foreign plane? I think so, right? Okay. So maybe we... it's a fifth level spell. I don't know, or, may... or do you think it's even lower? Well, like a spell like re returning or return that lets like the caster return to does it just take you anywhere on your home plane or would it take you back like could you set a location and so return I've, there I've noticed that most of the spells for interplanar transportation are priest spells yeah which is which is weird unusual not what I was expecting yeah um so if plane shift is a fifth level priest spell that will get you to whatever plane you want so for a wizard i think it would make sense to do a return at sixth level because wizards can't get anywhere like their first spell that allows them to go wherever they want is going to be at ninth level 
that's going to be wherever they want. Yeah. Can, can you plane shift to the astral plane? I don't think you can. Can you? Um, astral spell is the. Seven oh, you mean? Wizard. Yeah, but you mean the plane shift spell? Yeah. Um, moves himself to another plane of existence. Yeah, you can go anywhere, including subplanes or alternate dimensions. Mm-hmm. So it would just have to be like a, a wizard way of getting home um, that we would need. And so that would be a sixth level wizard spell because you could always self banish at seventh level. Yeah. The banishment spell or... causes the caster to force some extraplanar creature out of the caster's home plane. Oh, so that has to be like, so you couldn't banish yourself. The caster's home plane. Yeah. So that seems like it only work on the prime. It seems stupid. It seems like a seventh level spell should not only work on your home plane, but. The effect is instantaneous. The subject cannot come back without some special summoning or means of egress from its own plane to that which it was banished. Two hit dice or levels of creature per caster level can be banished. Caster must both name the type of creatures to be sent away and give its name and title as well, if any. In any event, the creature's magic resistance must be overcome. But I don't think it gets a saving throw. Really? Material components are substances of harmful, hateful, or opposed to the nature of the subject. For every substance, including the casting, the subject loses 5% of its magical resistance and suffers a minus 2 penalty to its saving throw. So it's going to get a save anyway. For example, if iron, holy water, sunstone, and a sprig of rosemary were used in casting a banishment upon a being that hates these things, saving throw versus spell would be made with a minus 8 penalty. Special items such as hair from the tail of a Kirin or a Quaddle's feathers could also be added to change the factor to minus three, minus four per item. Contrast Titan's hair or mistletoe blessed by a druid might lower the factor to minus one with respect to the same creature. If the creature successfully rolls its saving throw versus spell, the caster is struck by a backlash of energy suffering 2d6 points of damage and is struck, stunned for one round. Okay, so it does get a save, and then... So it seems like you can't self-banish. So that does it need to be seventh level in order to... Probably. In order to return? I mean, maybe it's seventh level to, like... I don't know, I mean, you like, presumably you could come up with a less powerful version of the astral spell. Mm-hmm. Right, like astral lets you go to the astral plane and then anywhere and it also projects you like there's presumably a, there's a more risky form of travel which would be like going there right the astral spell is like and that creates an astral projection and if that projection dies or if the cord is cut you go back to your body and you're fine okay Jacks his body into the astral plane, leaving his physical body and material possessions behind on the material plane. Hmm. 
Silver cord is broken. The affected person is killed astrally and materially. Oh, Generally, the is... only the psychic wind can cause the cord to break. Yeah. I think when we get up to these higher level things, we're the, the way that the planes work is going to be... So the lore of the have, world is gonna fuck with the, the spells. So you're gonna have to rewrite this. You're gonna have you're gonna be like, there is no astral spell. Here is the equivalent in the Neoverse. Right. Which I think is gonna work well because these uh, these planar interplanar spells already are a little bit weird and wonky, and I feel like there's either the not enough of them. Well, there, yeah, there's not enough, but they're also very setting specific. Mm-hmm. Which I guess is fine, but it's like then you need to be ready to. St- slash these spells and make new ones. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think it's easier to project your mind to another plane to send your mind rather than to send your body? Or are those are those comparable? Ooh. Um, I guess I don't know what sending your mind to another plane really means. I don't either, but contact other plane, which is a fifth level spell. The exact wording is the wizard send his mind, sends his mind to another plane of existence. Like is that like the assumption sounds it sounds like they're assuming that it's they're saying that it's easier to send your mind to another plane than to send your body to another plane i yeah i guess that makes sense but that doesn't seem self-evident like it seems like you could very well have a fifth level spell that instead of sending your mind it sends your body to another plane of existence Mm -hmm. yeah because you're just sending your mind and then you are able to receive advice and information from the powers there so contact other planes seems more just like sending your mind seems maybe like some weird phraseology here because you're not like you're you're reaching out for information from another person on another plane. I guess I mean I don't know. Page two twelve. Well, what would you do if you could send your mind to another plane more easily? Uh, well, that seems like the default. But if you could send your body just as easily, there could be a fifth level wizard spell that sends your body to another plane of existence. So like a a plane shift type spell. Yeah, we could and just I guess make wizards a... plane shift is fifth level. Do they have a plane shift? Yeah. Or sorry, cl- wizards. Sorry, cleric plane shift is okay, fifth yeah, yeah. level. So, like, if you want to make plane shifting easier, you could come up with a plane shift type ability mm-hmm. that is uh, that is fifth level, mm-hmm. and just how ha- I mean, you would have a corresponding like chance of, chance of insanity. So, like, between twenty and sixty five percent chance. I mean, what's the equivalent for your body? It's like a twenty to sixty five percent chance that your body is torn apart or gets stuck somewhere in unintended or something. Mm-hmm. To correspond to this contact of the plane. Uh-huh. Just a thought. Um, but then the question in this setting, where would you go if you could plane shift? I guess there's demon. Pl- I mean, yeah, never mind. I mean, there's the lower. There's two other primateria planes. 
There's the elemental planes, there's the the ethereal, there's the shadow, there's the celestial, there's the astral, um, and then there are probably some other demi-planes that should exist that we just haven't had the need to create yet. Yeah. I mean, yeah, presumably all these gods maybe have, like, demi-planes where they play play in. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm guessing high-level wizards of the past have created... Demiplanes. Yeah, small pocket, pocket dimensions. dimensions here and there. Makes sense. Although a pocket dimension is not a separate plane. It's a... I mean, I don't really know. I guess it's a, a location within the existing plane in an, on another dimension. It's this is where another, plane and dimension get mixed. Dimension. I think dimension and plane are the... Well, I don't know. Are they synonyms? I think it's, I mean, I would see a pocket dimension. It's like you couldn't walk there, but it's on the same plane. You could probably teleport there, but it's like tucked. It's folded right. in space time in such a way that you couldn't walk there. Right, right. That's accessible. Makes sense. Short of some, yeah. Um, maybe there's nothing to do with this here now. I mean, I guess the, the point of order is if Devon is interested in going to these elemental planes, does he have a way back? And it seems like no. It seems like the answer is no. Ethereal-ness. Is that what... That's a, that's, that's a fifth level wizard spell. And if you can get to the ethereal plane, then you the can sixth, get... Sixth level wizard. Sixth level. Crazy. Sixth level wizard, third level priest. But I guess there's the point that... <sighs> yeah, it definitely shouldn't be a third level priest spell. Because ethereal-ness allows you to pretty much bypass all physical barriers in the real world. So that gives you a third level spell that just bypasses pretty much any barrier you want. It's pretty powerful. I I think the solution is to be more proactive with your gods. Like, don't just let every... Don't, like, if a cleric plays for Ethereum-less, the god can be like, why why do you need to go into the Ethereal plane? What are you up to? Yeah, but then your player's like, I'm running from a monster. I took the spell at the beginning of the day. Can't I cast it? And the god's Mm -hmm. like, no players like I mean, maybe you, you don't suck, let DM, them I hate you maybe you don't give them access to the ethereal list. like don't even let them memorize in the first place yeah unless they have some you so you want to memorize ethereal this your god reaches out and is like so what do you need this for probably pick something else yeah I don't yeah know. I think it's better just to restrict it entirely or change its level also to sixth level yeah I feel like it it's just a it's like um Act Wraith form plus spider climb plus all these other things and invisibility all thrown together well, in one spell. Well, except it like you bypass all of these things. I mean, I would. You could also play it harder to do. Like you could make like on Tombs of Scoria, you've kind of let you've let them go ethereal and then they like walk in through the castle wall and then they come out of etherealness exactly where they want to be. Mm-hmm. You could also make it like in the ethereal plane, you can't tell where the fuck you're going. Like you, you can't go through the castle wall because like you don't know where the castle is, mm-hmm. and even if you can generally locate it, and like distances aren't the same in these other planes, so like, yeah, we could make the mundane aspect of traveling a little bit more risky, so you can't pop out exactly where you want to be, but it's still an easy escape spell, right? Yeah, yeah. it's a, a get out of get out of jail free card if you're in serious danger. And there is no other such spell until I think the fifth level teleport spell. Anyway, yeah. I think 
I think etherealness should just be either scrapped as a priest spell, considering how we do ethereal planes in Arcadia, or it should be uh, moved to a, the, the sixth level spell. Yeah. I almost wonder if you should scrap all of these spells and redesign all of the interplanar travel stuff. You know, I'm thinking along the same lines. And just figure out which levels you want them. I feel like priests almost shouldn't have this stuff. Like this, to me, like if I were designing it from scratch, my instinct would be like, this sounds like wizard shit. Right. And like, sure, like give the wizards, sorry, a priest, like some divine interventions if they... Like maybe that maybe the priest has the like recall spell that lets you like if you're lost in the ethereal plane you've got a spell that like lets you go home to, to safety. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't seem like a very priestly thing to be like plane shifting, willy nilly. Like why? Yeah. Right. That it feels weird. Archetypally, that feels like a wizard thing to be like, all right, party, everyone, hang on, we're going to space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can get abjure where you like send a creature back to its home plane as a priest spell. That makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Dimensional anchor, which fixes you so you can't be, you can't move planes or blink or anything like that, feels I don't I don't know more wizardy than priesty, but it's still a fourth level priest spell. Yeah. Join with astral traveler feels more like a wizard spell. Dimensional Translocation feels like a wizard spell. I could see Astral Spell being a priest spell, being like, I have achieved 14th level and now I transcend my physical body and I travel amongst the stars mm-hmm. with my god. Yeah, and that's a 7th level priest spell and a ninth level wizard spell, so you get them roughly mm-hmm. around the same time. Yeah. It almost feels like the lower level plane shit should be wizard and then a priest doesn't get to like change planes until he's 14th level. Maybe contacting other... I don't know. This is a bigger problem than Devon is going to solve. Right. Um, the question so, is, is there, a, is there a way now to get a, like... How do I get home? I mean... I think it's certain... gate and plane shift. Well, plane or shift maybe shadow walk. Spell. Gate and astral spell. What does shadow walk do? Let's look at that. Wizard must be in an area of heavy shadow... Caster and any creature he touches are then transported to the edge of the prime material plane where it borders the demi plane of shadow. In this region, the wizard can move up to a rate of seven miles per turn, moving normally on the borders of the demi plane, but much more rapidly relative to the prime material plane. Uh, the shadow walk spell can be used to travel to other planes that border the demi plane of shadow, but this requires potentially perilous transit along the demi plane of shadow to arrive at a border of another plane of reality. Any creature touched by the wizard can also do the same things, or they may opt to follow the wizard, wander through the plane, or stumble back to the prime material plane. So this allows you to navigate some things that are connected to the demi plane of shadow. It seems which... like this seems like the same as etherealness. So etherealness, you can go to the ethereal plane, and then from there you can go anywhere that's connected to the ethereal plane. Right at sixth level, but at seventh level you can shadow walk to the shadow plane, and anywhere that's connected to the shadow plane. Okay. I think in my cosmology, the ethereal plane is connected to the prime material, the um, spiritual, also known as the negative energy plane, I think, and probably the positive energy plane, whatever the fuck that ends up being, and probably the astral plane. I think all border the ethereal. Is, uh, 
Is the negative energy plane, is that the same as Falumbra? I don't know. The negative energy and positive energy planes I am struggling with. Um, I think those are probably like two dualities of the spiritual plane, okay. which it would be um, the domain of Falumbra. But I am still working out those details. I should probably just open up the planescape setting or whatever the, the book is that deals Planescape with. Is one, and I feel like Planescape probably gives you some low-level plane jumping abilities. Maybe. Let's see. Books, second edition. Manual of the Planes. Is that what we're looking for? Do you... Don't you have a physical copy of the Manual of the Planes? I feel mm -mm. like we No. No. Ooh, and this Manual of the Planes is... AD&D First Edition? Oh, my. Jeff Grubb wrote the forward on it. Mm. That's where we get the Grubb skill from, everyone. Is anyone in, did anyone in chat play Planescape in ye olden days? Man, there's a lot of these things. Yeah. Most of them are like weird outer plane stuff, which are easy to ignore. Like we don't need to worry about Olympus and Hades and, you know, the Abyss and Gehenna. I feel like all of that is too setting specific. Yeah. And I was just looking at what the DMG says about some of this and they have some lines where like, you know, depending on the setting, they may have different names for these outer planes. Or like if you're in an oriental setting, maybe there's just one outer plane and they all, all these different concepts are there. Mm -hmm. I feel like those could kind of be encapsulated in like other plane, like demi planes, right? I feel like Olympus is like gods, like it's almost like these outer planes are like, maybe Olympus is like gods LARPing party, <laughs> right? Like in, right in an infinite multitude of possibilities. Yeah, the gods all dressed up like the Olympic gods and hung out on a mountain somewhere. Mm -hmm. But it's really just like Astaire pretending to be Zeus and Bellum pretending to be Ares. Right. Okay, I do I not know. have... I only have the manual planes and the outer planes monster manual, so I don't think I have what we need. Thorium Dragon says that in Planescape you do low-level plane jumping by finding keys, so an item, an action, or both. So you would like find an item that lets you, that's a key to another plane. Mm. Um, I mean, Planescape, the AD&D 2E setting, or apparently Neil saying it was uh, initially a 1E yeah. setting. Although, yeah. Got the fourth edition manual of the planes. Don't know if that's going to help us. And the third edition manual of the planes, probably you, also not useful. You have them or you found them? I have them as PDFs, apparently. Hmm. I have a, a deep PDF library. 
that I don't know where I got. Well, uh, it feels like we've gone beyond the uh, yeah. interest of Devon or of yes, facing with that. I mean, Devon is interested, but it doesn't seem like we're solving this now. It seems like I mean, maybe we can do that over the course of this campaign is like redesign the planar mm -hmm. travel stuff. Sounds to me like Devon looks into planar travel and it's a headache and uh, it can be postponed for further sessions levels or something. Yeah, I still feel like devising a lower level way to get home. Like he's got a way he could wander into one of these elemental planes, but it seems like if shit happens, then he's stuck there. And I agree. There should be a fifth or sixth level wizard spell that allows you to get home. Right, yeah. that's about the power level at which you should be able to arrive home from a plane. A fifth level wizard would be uh, a wizard with fifth level spells would be ninth level, level nine, and a wizard with sixth level spells would be level twelve, mm -hmm. which is, that's right in the zone of getting home and getting around. Um, yeah, I feel like making it six levels probably the better approach. Yeah. Just, gut instinct wise yeah so let's do a oh you're not you're not 12th level yet though, I'm, so. yeah we're not there yet but we can see so we can think about it is that going to be like a returning spell that lets you return to anywhere on any plane like so you designate your home and you can return to that place from or do you have to be like lost in another plane and it gets you back to your home plane i think it probably return if this would be like the lowest possible version of this spell so it probably brings you to your home plane, but not necessarily where you want. It just like yeah. deposits you on your home plane somewhere. Yeah. Um, you know, okay. possibly with some other side effects. Maybe one of those things where like it drains trouble, like your if, con or and your oh, your yikes. wounded or, or you know temporarily or something. Yeah. Yeah, it temporarily drains your con. So like you return to your home plane and then you're weakened for a period of time, kind of like um, identify or yeah, uh, whatever that other one is. You could also have it scale with level instead of making additional spells. So, like, it's a six-level spell, but once you're level 14, you can get within mm -hmm. 100 miles of your chosen target or something like that. And when you're level 16, you can get to your chosen place on your home plane or something like that. Yeah. I'm I often like conflicted between having spells that scale and then having the same, like, higher versions of the same spell. I don't... It almost feels like you should get, like, the one spell... And then it has versions as you scale rather than having like lesser this and greater this, you know? The, the problem there is you wind up cluttering the system with too many spells, which maybe it's okay. Um, I think it's okay like to have this huge repertoire of spells and like to focus it down for a particular campaign. Mm -hmm. um, but you do need to get flexible with the spell level limits that like if you invent a bunch of new spells and you invent a bunch of different versions and higher levels of them, suddenly having seven spells per level is extra limiting. Mm -hmm. Or it feels extra limiting. Right. Yeah. I think that your thoughts are probably influenced by Final Fantasy, right? Having like all of your spells be like fire one, fire two, fire three. And that feels weird heal to one, have. Heal one, heal two, heal three. Yeah, it feels weird to have those things lying around. It feels like everything <laughs> should be 
this spell when you're at this level has a, a greater power to it. I mean, you know, 5e got very concise with that, or they even got rid of higher level, like there's just cure wounds and you cast it with higher level spell slots. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. I've gotten fairly philosophical here. Well. Um, yes. I was thinking to start this planar stuff with contact other planes, but like reading the specifics of it, I can't imagine any reason to ever cast this. Because it's like you ask a specific question and you get a yes or no, and then you go insane and you lose a week of your life or something like that. Mm -hmm. And there's a 1% chance that you just die. Nice. Good old 2E. 1% chance your adventures and your game are over just by even attempting this. Yeah. I'm all for like lethality in the name of good storytelling. Mm -hmm. But like a lot of these like 1% chance that you just die. Like I can't, I mean, I guess you can make that into a good story, but being like, I was, you know, I was contacting another plane to asking to ask Osmodius, the big bad demon, if I got the biggest EP in the castle. And he told me no, but I went insane and I rolled a 1% chance and I died before I recovered. And that's the end of the campaign. It feels like these these things should have another option. You know, death feels so like there needs to at least be a way to mitigate the death or to have another outcome because it would be weird to spend months playing until your 10th level and then be like whoops fucked up my roll okay let's start over everyone new game mm -hmm. I feel like playing Angband all over again yeah, I mean, this is what Angband is based off of yeah But I guess there's probably ways, you know, if your players are clever and they really want that and say, if I find, you know, X, Y, Z components, can I cast a spell without losing my, without my risk of insanity? You know, if we view the spells as a base that can then be modified and you can undertake quests to overcome some of these, you know, death mechanics, that seems yeah. more reasonable. Well, I mean, the, you can get a remove curse cast on you. So if you've got a cleric buddy... I guess remove curses both. If you got a spellcaster buddy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay, well yeah, if there's ways around it then. That's nice. Yeah. Uh anyway, for Devon, what do we want to do? Do we want to make a returning home spell? That would be six level. You're not high enough to cast it yet, so it feels yeah, like something I to the table we're for now. On table left for the time being. Okay. Um, so what does Devon want to do then? Do we want to do some of that potion making? What potion would we make? The, uh, potion of mud vomit? Planes? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Let's, uh, let's... So the spell required is obviously just going to be minor gateway. Yep. And then we need components. Let me just. Uh, what is the name of this potion? Um, let's let's go see what our. Uh, was this the uh, 
hot dad bods in uh, in hot tubs. This was Dex with that fangirl oh, okay. two days ago. Oops. I guess this also does these like saber die effects. Um, also, usually in uh, are in a world that also has resurrection. So if you l roll that one percent chance, then your buddies cast their fourteenth level, seventh level, fourteenth character level spell to just resurrect you, and you're good. There's actually a uh, raised dead is only fifth level. Hmm. And I think you like it's limited to ten days, but if you got a ninth level cleric in your party mm -hmm. you can yeah raise dead all the time i don't i, I mean it's just a different campaign we'll setting mm -hmm. the only way anyone can actually die is if the cleric's unconscious for five days in a row uh, hmm. makes me Let's grumpy see. They just called it a potion of minor gateway. I think we could come up with a better, uh, better name. It'd be like a potion of elemental breath. Ooh, that's good. I was gonna say like elemental vomit, but elemental breath is much <laughs> better. So there's already a potion of fire breath. Description effect, ingredients, process, and XP. So you would make, when you make the potion of elemental breath, you would make either an air, a water, an earth, or a fire, right? Each subtype would require a specific uh, ingredient. You think so? I thought it would be random. Which Ooh, would be fun. You create a random. Right, I thought you'd effect. roll a d. I thought you would roll a d4 when you quaff it, and you wouldn't know what you're gonna get. I just thought that would be fun. It doesn't necessarily make any sense, but. Mm-hmm. Um. So that would make this potion useful, like only in tight corridors, because if you vomit about a whole bunch of water someone could just easily walk around it or like a blast of air might not be very effective in an open setting but would be hugely effective in a, a hallway you could mechanize like some baseline i mean like a breath even in an open setting i feel like a breath of air targeted at a single creature would like blow them back and disable them for a round or something mm -hmm. like a breath of water they i mean it, fire would probably be the most powerful mm-hmm but I think, like, a breath of air, a breath of water, they'd have to roll, like, a dex check or probably strength check for the air, maybe dex check for the water, or, like, the, the water, they, like, slip, and maybe they take D12 damage or something from high-pressure water in the air. Maybe they fall and take D6 falling damage, and, like, the earth maybe creates a barrier. I don't know. Yeah, I just... You would... I like the concept... The randomization makes it feel very, um, like, not very effective. Like, I don't know when I would ever drink 
like use this potion if the effect is so random I think the point is you would, I don't know, maybe you'd be more incentivized to use it because it's weak. Like, it's not a potion you would hoard for a special occasion. It's like a, you drink it in combat and mm-hmm. see what happens. Okay, I mean, I I hear it. Maybe it's... Maybe it's more useful if it is a specific elemental breath. I'm looking at potions. Potion of fire breathing. Mm-hmm. Fire breath. Spew a tongue of flame at any time within one hour. Interesting. Each potion contains four drafts. Deals D10 plus two in a 10 by 20 cone. Double draft doubles range and damage. Tire potions 20 by 80. Five D10 damage. Save first breath weapon. Cool. Um. Well, what are the material components going to be? Does it? Well, so we're going to do one of these four random effects. So the material well, components should probably be something from each plane. Oh, I thought you said you didn't like the random ones. Oh, I didn't, liked. but I thought you liked it. So I don't know if you want. <laughs> I was willing to cave to your interests. No, I thought that I thought the random would be interesting, but uh... okay. So yeah. then we'll have a different component necessary for each subtype of the spell. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Is it something from the plane? Which almost seems too easy. You could just open a minor gateway and get something from the plane, right? Or do you want that to be mm. it? How are you feeling about all this minor gateway shenanigans? Like, is this? I love it. Yeah, I, like you yeah. don't feel like it's too powerful. Like you were talking about how the plane shifting stuff needs to wait until like level twelve, but here we are, two wizards of fifth and first level are able to jury rig their way into elemental planes. Yeah, because if you can, you know, there's a a spell that gives you a little bit of access to it, but it's really difficult to use, right? Minor Gateway just like Mm -hmm. opens a portal very briefly. We've found a roundabout way to hold it open for a little bit longer, but you still can't really get there. And even if you get there, then you can't really do anything. And I feel like uh, travel to the elemental planes is probably some of the earlier plane travel that I feel like should be accessible. I feel like it should be like a sliding scale where you start at like the elemental and then you go to the ethereal and then you can go to this plane. Like, I feel like there should be a slow progression of planes that you can access rather than it being everything or nothing. Um, Yeah. And the elemental planes are weird and not super powerful. Yeah. Or like they're powerful enough that if you go to like the elemental plane of fire and you want to find some djinns that are chilling, like getting to the plane isn't going to be. The... I don't think you can survive in the elemental plane of fire. Exactly, exactly. So like getting there at fifth level is not that big of a deal because you need to be tenth level to survive or whatever it happens to be. You know. Yeah. So I, I okay. don't mind I, the 
this these shenanigans. I like the idea of cooperative magic, and maybe that is a way to get us earlier access to hmm. um, planar travel. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no, I don't know how to mechanize it, and there's nothing in the game, but like, it's a trope for like a cult to summon a demon. Mm-hmm. Do they need an 18th level leader, or can 20 level one wizards working cooperatively summon or like open a gate? Like maybe there's a way to come up with a cooperative Love it. magic version of plane shifting. But yeah. we'll shelve that for another for another time. Um okay. it could be a piece of that earth elemental or something, or like a piece of an elemental rather mm. than something from the plane. Mm-hmm. Potions that contain only a single use require one rare material and one common process. Okay. Is a spell a common process? So like would the minor gateway spell ba no the process would be um a, a common process includes everything from chasing engraving marking or finishing in okay. any of the manner described yeah rare processes add a hard to find material embroidering with gold thread boiling in the skull of a wizard or painting with pigment made from the blood of a cockatrice Exotic process would include forging things, include things such as steeping an item in the components of energies of the positive material plane, smoking it over fire fueled by the branches of Yggdrasil, the world oak, or forging an item with a hammer touched by the hand of a god. Yeah. So this is, we don't have to worry about the process so much, only other than for flavor. Rare materials. Um, a particular grade of silk, diamonds, rock feathers, ebony, a wizard's bone, iron smelted by a master dwarven smith would be rare. Intangible materials could include tears of a heartbroken maiden. Don't give your player characters that quest. They will uh, give a small puppy to a girl, mm. let the girl bond with it, and then kill the puppy, and then they will get which, the tears of a heartbroken maiden that way. Which of your monster characters... Shenanigans. They, oh, really? Yeah, I was like, give me the tears of a freshly broken heart, and I expected them to like fall and create someone to fall in love, but they're just like, here's a puppy, and then they came back in a week and were like, we're gonna murder your puppy in front of you, and then take your tears as you cry over it to a small child. It was terrible. Never again. <laughs> and that's why shenanigans got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> then two years later, I canceled it in spite. Uh. Okay, so I think a in this case we're gonna get a shard from that earth elemental. Okay, so a a f- fragment of an elemental from a corresponding plane would be the ingredient. Yeah, and I guess that could be kind of esoteric. Like getting a fragment of an air elemental seems tough, but I I feel like you just like blast the air elemental and then wave a a vial in the air and you kind of get some of its essence or something. Yeah. Or like you, you know, you fight an air elemental and you get a jar and you just like, yeah, jar the air elemental and then kill the rest of it. And you got like a little bit of it spinning around in here. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it seems like we're going to track down that earth elemental. Mm -hmm. Oh, we never really finished the controlling elementals bit, but Um, we're bouncing around all over the place. Um, It seems like finish this spell, this, this potion off first. So. Um, can you decide on some effects for it? Um, oh, for the earth one. Let's see. Do you think it's one use or multiple uses? Or, like, does it have multiple drafts? And, like, the Potion of Fire Breath has four doses, and you can stack them. Should this just be a one-off? 
I think this is probably a one-off. And so maybe the one-off version of this is just like a potion of fire breath, like the, the weakest version. Well, this is the earth version, right? That's okay. probably gonna be our easiest. Yeah. When to get the materials and then we can eventually make them for all. Okay. So this potion opens up a minor gateway to the elemental plane of earth. There, but turns the cat, the imbiber's mouth into a minor gateway to the elemental plane of earth. Spewing forth rock and mud in a what you, some area of effect. Any creature struck takes some modest amount of damage and then maybe needs to make like a saving throw or be stunned, slowed, stuck, something along those lines. And it renders the area difficult terrain. Those affected take some damage. And what did you say? Um, become stuck? I think make a saving, th make a, either a saving throw or a stat check. Or be stuck, slowed, stunned. You tell me. Or like okay. some combination or like some tier. Yeah, I feel like if it spews forth rock and mud and then the whole thing sort of like settles and hardens maybe a little bit or at least just settles um you fail your save and you are stuck maybe if you fail your save by like five you or if you fail your save your legs are stuck in like mud that hardens you to the ground and if you fail your save badly enough you're stuck like laying down okay so you think it's stuck uh okay oh how much damage do you take i feel this? like it should be modest like a two d six or two d six, sure. Yeah, two d six. Is the damage just straight up, or do you get a save for half or save for? Uh, I think you should get save for half bludgeoning okay. damage. Um, a saving throw. Uh, mm -hmm. um, targets are that are entitled. Mm -hmm. to a saving throw versus petrification paralyzation petrification yeah, sounds good yeah paralyzation petrification no so petrification not paralyzation okay paralyzation is the death match petrification versus petrification um, for half damage those how failing about, how about if you fail you are stuck until you make a strength check and then slowed for some amount of time and if you pass, you are like. I feel like the AOE should be like a slow AOE. So like if anything moving in the area is like impeded by the rocks and the mud. And if you fail, you take that with you. And then like being stuck in it until you can strength your way out. Strength checks are a lot easier than Uh, like a mud man I'm trying to remember the yeah, monster that like slows man. you okay, this potion turns in Viper's mouth into a portal to the elemental plane of earth spewing forth rock and mud in an area of effect we were saying think? similar uh, to a so slow fire, fire breath so the fire breath spell is 10 by 20 Am I thinking of muck dwellers? And then they got the water jet. Mudman. Mud man. 
Yeah, they don't have attack, but they... They hurl blobs at you. Slows the crit creature by a movement rate one if it hits. Oh, Medmen are fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what slows AoE? Slow is 40 foot cube. I think a cone makes more sense. Yep, I had just written a 30 okay. foot cone. Okay. Uh, do you want to do 40 foot cone? 30 foot cone seems fine. Okay. Uh, let's see. Those in the area of effect take 2d6 bludgeoning damage are entitled to a saving throw versus petrification for half. Those failing their saves are mobilized uh, until they can say. spend a round making a successful strength check. Yeah, uh, the, but I want to get some flavor around here. Those failing their saves are mobilized in rock and hardening uh, mud, or yeah, are trapped mm. and are caked in. Uh, are immobilized in solidifying mud up to their knees until they make a strength check to escape. Those failing their saving throws by five or more are knocked prone and stuck in the mud. They must make their strength checks at minus four to escape. Yeah. That sound good? Yeah. And then, and then main movement in the area is reduced by half. Yeah. As per a slow st spell. Um, so, like, if you're fighting in the area, you fight it. Does that seem like too much or too no, weird? No, I think it... I mean, we could just say the area is difficult terrain. Yeah. That's probably a better okay. way of saying it. Okay, but then there's no penalties to attack or AC right. or anything. Okay. Right. Okay. The area is difficult terrain, sure. Um, so the spell is minor gateway the ingredient is a fragment of an earth elemental and the process um, what do you do to the bit of an earth elemental here doesn't need to be too fancy it dissolved in acid and yeah and the I think the earth elemental like it neutralizes the acid making it a quaffable potion okay and you impart the minor gateway while you're doing so. Acid neutralizing it and creating. To a quaffable potion. Love it. What do you mean quaffable is not a real word? You <laughs> stupid. Uh, and how much experience is this? I feel like um, this should be less than the fire breath spell, a potion, which is 400. Okay. Um, so somewhere between 200 and 400. I'm happy with 250 or 300. Yeah, like I feel like we should make tiers. I think three, right? Like which ones are the, which is the best? I feel like this is probably second best after fire, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Right, so like air and water are probably 200. 
or and earth is 250 or 3 okay um so somewhere some either 250 or 3 i think seems fair for the yeah elemental earth breath i feel like the weakest ones should be stronger than a uh, worth more xp than a potion of feather fall right yeah what's potion of feather fall 200 so maybe okay. we do air and water at 250, 250 and fire and earth at 300 or 350 or, even or i think earth at three or three i think 400 for fire i think the fire is almost just a potion of fire breath maybe we don't even need to make a fire version yeah maybe the, 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 the fire the fire version just, is the potion of fire breath right okay um earth feels like you know, it's almost as good as the fire breath. It's a it's lot less damage, but it like, but the crowd control is the CC comp- is really nice. So I think calling it three fifty seems fair. Perfect. We don't act. None of this actually matters except for future campaigns where like the cost might matter or we're building a whole world, right? Yeah. Um, and what does the potion of elemental breath look like? What is its visual description? Is it? Hmm. I think it's. Maybe green with black with brown specks. An effervescent green with brown specks in it. What do you think? Effervescent green. Effervescent green with brown speckles. Effervescent with an S. Um, sure. And it should probably have like a sticky texture to it. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And that will get us a potion of elemental breath, earth. And we need to get ourselves a uh, an earth elemental. At the very least, I need to track it down and get a piece of it. Um, so perhaps that's where we should go next. Mm-hmm. Ooh, teleport with error also enables the caster to travel to other planes of existence. Ooh, it does. Teleport without error? Yeah. Is that what we've been looking for? Did someone in chat notice that? Or did you someone in chat, that? someone PM'd me with it. Or not PM'd, it's in the Dyson with Death character, current character on the disco. AO linked it. Enables a character to travel to other planes of existence, but any such plane is at best studied carefully. This assumes the caster has, in fact, actually been to the plane and carefully perused an area for an eventual teleportation without Mm. error spell. Okay, so this gets you second trips there, but not primary trips. Actually, no, then you could do, you could travel there with, um, you know, viewed once if you've scried on it or, you know, heard of or whatever. There's never seen, which has a... I don't know, but it's like 45% chance of fucking up. Interesting, but when you're doing without error... Oh, no, no, okay, without error is only on your home plane. You would still then have to roll the chance yeah, to fuck up on the Yeah, they say use the regular teleport roll chance, and if you've never seen another plane, 7th level teleport without error can get you there. So I feel like 6th level for a GTF home spell is appropriate. Yeah. Just mark this in my notes. Let's see. So it's enchant an I- enchant an item is the spell to create a magic item. Yes. And with that, you can make rod staves and wands. 
Yes. Uh, and that is twelve, okay. uh, six level spell. Yeah. Okay. So next time skip will probably be to six level spells, and then we mm -hmm. can do the, we can do some item creations. We can do some planar travel because Devon can come up with a way home. Mm -hmm. But that's probably a ways down the line. Yeah, uh, we should round out everything at fifth level spells first yeah i still don't even have fourth level spells oh it's fine actually well i've got my lesser disintegration okay so we have made our potion devon needs to hunt down that earth elemental yeah so i think that may be the next order of business okay and then yeah and then i think maybe some stuff at drexel's workshop we can do at some point i don't know if that's gonna be today or another week but making a Yagaloth or whatever and mm, mm -hmm. using it to guard my tower. I don't have any valuables. <laughs> You've got your guard. scrolls, your spell books, oh, your, yeah. your knowledge. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Cool. Um, cool. How are you doing? Um, you know, we could take a break. It's been a while. Yeah. Baby's still asleep. I think we've only but, taken uh, the one break, so this will yeah. be good. Uh, we'll maybe do a quickie, but we'll see. I mean, what you and your wife do in your fair spare time is none of my business. Uh, but we will see you guys on the other side of our break. Bye-bye. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Dicing with Death. Hello. Mm, hello. So, oh, and of course, oh. right on cue... The angry baby. Oh. Um. So we have theorized about planes mm -hmm. and planar travel. Mm hmm. And created this potion of elemental breath. Yes. I think next up we'll be tracking down the elemental to obtain a shard from it. Yes. Perhaps explore the concept of controlling it. I think that might require higher level magics. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Baby she thinks it. Yeah. She absolutely mm. agrees. You need real magic to do that. It's interesting that uh, you can, the uh, conjure elemental, or maybe the elemental description in the monstrous manual specifically calls out that you can if you you can steal control of an elemental with a dispel magic mm. so if you cast the dispel magic on the control you can take control of the elemental from another wizard oh yeah uh oh she does not like that she does not want you to steal other people's elementals ryan caring is sharing <laughs> So this is what Dyson with Death is going to be like <clears throat> for a while, y'all. Um, you're going to kiss the baby on the belly, and then you're going to try and steal some elemental. We got two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Devon uh, plus his minions will look for the Earth Elemental, and at some point... Yeah, so it so After Devon will ask around about what is what became of this elemental. 
Um, and I think there are enough people in and around Necrot by now, and there is enough of a traveling from town to town and enough communication happening that with some time you can get these rumors of seeing the Earth Elemental appear um, deep within the hills. Um, and you're, Necrot is pretty deep within the hills already. Let's bring us to... Why did that not work? That did not work. Huzzah, there we go. Splendid. Um, so Devon is already deep within the hills here. Um, Necrot is already, you know, at least 15 miles in. And so the section that you would be looking for is already pretty close to where you are. Probably somewhere within this realm is where the Earth Elemental seems to be residing. Um, okay. And this is this is Atropos's cave up here. This is your giant's cave over here. Here's mm -hmm. that little oasis near Necrot. So um, it's not a huge area. Why don't you tell me how you wish to... So you could just walk around looking for it. Um, so tell me what you want to bring. So visiting Atropos and Kronos. Uh, find it i have locate landmark but that would just tell me what the people know mm -hmm. and since the um elemental is a moving location it would right, not it, help does it not it doesn't have a layer that becomes clear to me Yes, yes. It's so not I like it's been found in one spot. It's just it seemed I've probably about. gone to the oasis and gotten a lot of these rumors, right? Mm -hmm. What is uh What is the oasis like now? Is the... it grown? Is it a Yeah, there is a small little hut built over here that's sort of acting as like a um tea house slash temporary inn. It's not super fancy or anything. It's got maybe a couple of beds within um, an overhang on a roof, and it's got a small little bar area where drinks can be served. Um, there's not much of a development since it's pretty close to Necrot. It's still, you know, far enough away that it's a, a nice waypoint. Many of the people that come to Necrot come through this pass here. Um, to get to the oasis and then go on here. So for some folks, this is a resting point um, one day out from Necrot. And then for the people that come from over here through the hills, the the oasis is known as like, you're almost there. Um, yeah. There's not enough commerce to justify more than like a single family out here with a, a little bar and a little, um, little tiny inn happening. So not a lot of travel but enough to warrant some folks. Okay. Anyway, you would have gotten uh, word about the traveling Earth Elemental from the folks at the Oasis and whatever people that you might be able to talk to here in Necrot. You know its general domain and can set out looking for it, which will take 
a period of time and we don't need to roll for all the events happening in here since I think the elemental is the only beast of concern by the time you are ninth level like if you come across a cockatrice that's still roaming about I don't think we have to I'll worry about that too much and add it to my cockatrice pit yeah uh, but there's nothing out here that could really be a threat to you. Hill giants, which have all sort of calmed their tits and are reasonable now. I, th- um, I think Devon is known as a friend to the giants, right? Yeah. Or a, at least he has proved himself worthy. Yeah. You can't dispel magic on an elemental, can you? No, you would need to dismiss or abjure or one of those things. Yeah. Um spell magic on its own wouldn't do anything if the elemental is free willed okay well alrighty um so, so you will look until you will find signs of an earth elemental I think so. So maybe we should, we could at least narratively describe what this looks like. This is, I guess Devon just packs his backpack full of rations. Mm-hmm. And does the rounds looking for an elemental. He does, I do have, let me think about if I'm doing this by, so I did say that I would walk to that oasis and hang out. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, one mile per level, nine miles would be that's like two hexes right mm-hmm and how long does that take how fast does it travel i think you can do two hexes a day uh i'm looking at clairvoyance oh i'm sorry um it doesn't say i don't know if you decided What are you looking at? Uh, clairvoyance. This is the crystal ball version where I create an eye. Ah, yes. I can move it nine miles, which is two hexes. So from the comfort of my own home, I could like explore all of this area for signs of the elemental. So maybe there's some of that. Maybe you want to roll and see if that's... So I do wander out to the... to this... to the... Mm-hmm. Or maybe I'm in the uh, in the oasis on other business, and catch these rumors. Yes, um, and go back to my budding tower and cast a clairvoyance uh, repeatedly. Like I probably send it out multiple times. I don't, so how quickly do you think it moves? Is it moving moving right twelve and like hovers? Uh. Do, 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 do. Let's see the caster. It levitates, hovers, and flies at twice the caster's movement rate. Okay, so 24. It flies, okay. So how high can it go? Whee! Just like fly anywhere? Uh, it's got a max vision range of 120 feet. So, and it can, f- But it can go straight up if I wanted it to, right? I could send it nine miles into the air. Or Actually, no, my, f- the range is just like how... Um how far away I can control it, right? Right. Well, I can cast it once and just, like, patrol these hills. 
yeah, your concentration, duration is concentration. So as long as you don't need to break for food or water or rest, you can keep it going. So yeah. in theory, I guess you could probably do it all day long, but in practice, um, you don't need to... to totally concentrate, right? You like it's it says unless the caster closes their other eyes, it's dizzying. So I could presumably like ignore the eye for a few minutes and get a snack or something, right? Yeah, or if you have a servant bring you food and water, you might be able to like grab, you know, have someone place something in your hand while you're still clairvoyancing about. Mm-hmm. But if you gotta like, you know, take a leak, take a shit. There are there are bodily functions and real world things that come up. You might mm-hmm. start getting like super cramped sitting in your chair for six hours at a time without moving, or you know just like Do clutching you need the to ball. Not move or, um, I think you need to be. Has to move the eye around as long as they remain in the circle they cleared. Look through the eyes if it was their own their other eyes it's quite dizzying and confusing i mean so what if i like take a break and come back to like keep the spell running and no because the duration's concentration i think if you have to like get up to go to the bathroom or something like that it'll 24 is you always take so long calculating movement rates so 24 is 240 yards per round right 240 Mm -hmm. times three um let's see that's um 720 feet per minute mm-hmm. that's a mile every 7.3 minutes yeah or 8.18 miles per hour so in one hour it could go the full distance in two hours it could do a lap my full range and back. Okay. That's probably about as reasonable as I'd want to do. And this is as the crow flies, so it's quite mm-hmm. a bit faster than... than... Right, so it would probably have a zigzag. I would probably, like, the more practical thing... I mean, I could do, like, a zigzaggy thing, but more realistically, I, like, meditate for two and a half hours or whatever, and I'll, like, send it out... Out and like around. Yeah. Well, no, that would be pretty long. I'm thinking like little fan blades like this. Mm. Mm -hmm. Like something like that. Okay. So doing like a. Yeah. Like doing little arcs. Doing like a 20 mile arc. Okay. That'll be like an hour, two and a half hours or something. And then I take a break and then I cast it out again. Maybe this is over the course of days. This, I think this, and this isn't, this probably isn't the only time this happens. Presumably there are other things that Devon looks for, or maybe he just wants to keep an eye on his realm. Mm -hmm. Um, So it probably becomes a thing that like there's there's a floating eye that will occasionally be seen uh, patrolling the skies over the Red Hills. And I guess you can only see 120 feet. So it probably stays about 120 feet off the ground. You'd probably want it to be closer to the ground than that. Otherwise it could only see what's directly below it. Okay, right. so maybe so 100 probably... feet off the ground, 50 feet off the ground, depending on what it's doing. Right, if I'm going somewhere in particular, it would probably fly higher to avoid detection. Mm-hmm. But then um, with if, the in this hilly case, terrain, like if... you'd want to be going up and down with the hills. Yeah, but that will slow it down. 
Mm -hmm. I think like the maximum hill height is probably what, like 50 feet. So maybe it stays at about 50 feet and keeps a relatively constant altitude. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it'll cruise around for a while. In this case, Mm -hmm. it'll be cruising probably at 50 feet or less to get the most, the best view of Mm -hmm. potential earth element or like disturbances in the ground caused by burrowing creatures. Which is Um, exactly what I was going to say. It's unlikely for you to actually spot the earth elemental itself, but to see a sign of its passage is far more likely. And I think for the most part, elementals Earth elementals don't really damage the terrain they move through, and they, like, there will be the earth, right? It's like um, you know, a wave moving through the ocean. It doesn't disrupt the ocean. It just sort of temporarily changes its physical appearance and then well, returns the wave, it. The wave is the ocean, it's like right? The collective motion of the ocean. Yeah. So, it's, so you can almost imagine it's more like earth an element. earthquake, a low grade mm-hmm. earthquake, which can do some damage, but. Mm-hmm. So what you will see is that um, as the eye travels around, one day it'll pass by a collection of rocks that has been like stacked on top of each other that you've mm-hmm. seen before. You know, sometimes wanderers, travelers will, out of boredom, stack rocks to make little cool stacking towers, as you know most of us have seen. Sort of like mark the way. Like if they're lost in the desert, they're like, okay, here's these. Before. Yeah, yeah. Or even just like people who are like at the beach or hanging out at a creek sometimes stack stones for their own amusement. And you've seen many of these little stacking towers and you go by one that you've seen before, maybe like a day ago. um, But instead of being stacked now, the whole thing is toppled. And as you survey the area around it, you'll find other of these uh, little standing stone towers having recently toppled, indicative either of some malicious creature intentionally seeking these out who also doesn't leave footprints or some sort of minor earthquake in the area that has knocked over these precariously perched pieces of... I can't think of any stones that start with a P. Pumps. Pumice? Pumice is... It's probably not what's around here, yeah. I don't know. E-stones. Pebbles. Mm. Uh, So I think Devon's eyes will shoot open. He will break concentration with the eye, leaving it to drop in the sand. Mm -hmm. And he will begin walking towards that hex, reaching it by maybe like late in the day, because it will take him his full movement to travel Mm -hmm. to hexes. Yes. Um, You will find your crystal ball just Mm -hmm. dropped here in the sand next to one of these piles of stones that has been knocked over. Um, And this will put you within, you know, the the Earth Elemental has passed within this spot in the last two days. This is the Mm -hmm. freshest relative trail. How would Devon further seek to refine the location of this creature? Or visit Kronos in just a second. But first... (laughs) No one wants to visit Kronos. Kronos is a meanie. He's just talking. Um, I think I will go ahead and use a detect magic to uh, see if if I can make any sense of the signs of this elemental's travel. Like, we're... Yeah, did he, did the elementals travel leave any marks? Did its passage leave its residue? Mm. Or uh, is this, oh, that, that's the initiative, that's not. 
will, when you visit Kronos, Kronos can tell you the last, uh, when they felt the earthquake this morning. Ooh. So you said the detect magic doesn't do anything. I sprinkle some, uh, yeah, you, some you, dust in the area and there's no residue of there's the no, elemental. No residue um, immediately present or visible, but when you visit Kronos, they tell you uh, that that morning... Ooh, actually, you probably won't be able to get to Kronos until the next day, so that will upset I might need to... F- I might force march. Let's see movement rates. Because I've got 24. It would cost 10, so I need 30. Bonk. Say hi to the internet, baby. Hi, baby. Um, is it like I've like mechanically, I guess, staying here, but like thinking in realistic terms, I think pushing it five miles in the night to get to a comfortable cave where that your friend lives in mm-hmm. versus sleeping in the open air in mm-hmm. the desert. Feels and this like... is an area, you know, pretty well. Um, so yeah. it doesn't seem unreasonable that you would be able to force march and know the exact route to take to Kronos's lair that would be the lowest effort what were our force march rules is it like um, yeah. minus one to uh, combat stats and then I think you gotta make a con check or you can't force march again the next day and you need a half day of rest to remove every one combat penalty it's only a half day so I could yeah. like force march and then take a half day, take the morning off the next day, or just take minus one combat penalties the next day. Yeah, that's what I am remembering so off I the top think of my realistically, head. Realistically, I would just push it and arrive at Kronos's house late into the night. Perfect. Um, yep. Yeah. Well, then you will get that information that that morning Kronos had felt an earthquake in the area, um, a minor shake. Mm, let's pause for a second and go over what's what's happening at Kronos's house. Mm. How is he? How he is doing? Right, you can't just. You're not going to remind the viewers where where we're going, <sighs> what site we're, we hold. Kronos is a giant, um, who is also a cleric of Velthara and has been gifted by Velthara her artifact. Excuse me, by Devon. By Devon. <laughs> Sorry. Well, you know who's the kingmaker around here, right? Um, been gifted this this amulet of Velthara. It is a holy artifact that belongs to her. Those of you that are familiar with Tombs of Scoria will recognize this amulet. It's the one and the same. It, uh, Devon's starts or takes place far in the past relative to um... Tombs of Scoria. Yeah, but what's his name? It's not Anton. 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 Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, um, and what is uh, what is Kronos's lair? Kronos's lair is this very large cave. It's more of like a crevice that in the yeah. side of a mountain that has been expanded into a bit of a lair here. Uh, near the front is sort of the templish area. Near the back is where Kronos will sleep themselves. And I and... believe we relocated the uh, blood fountain to mm-hmm. this temple of vengeance. The tro- let's see, it was a uh, Romulan helmet with a troll, two- the heart of a two-headed troll. And I believe the helmet inside. had sp- 
spikes added on the inside so the troll heart is constantly bleeding and then regenerating and bleeding and so there is a slow and steady dripping and pouring of blood out of this Romulan helmet into a, a I think basin. It's a, it was a sacred basin. That was, was either a basin originally. or a shield or something? It's originally a shield, but I think we found a basin in this temple. Okay. So, a creepy place. Uh, how is Kronos doing? Uh, Kronos is good. You know, the other ogres, not ogres, giants of the area have slowly been moving into Kronos's domain. Um, not physical domain, but like spiritual domain, like slowly becoming um, more inclined towards this notion of vengeance against those and who two. have wronged them. <laughs> who wronged the giants? Well, that is maybe becoming a bit of a a point of curiosity for you because there's all this talk about how we've been wronged and you will hear the giants grumble about like this isn't the way the world should be mm -hmm. uh, and when you're around you might just hear a couple of grumblings but the, it's not very clear who or what is the problem but they it's seem not, discontent it's not humans yeah <laughs> it might be an suspicious or um, eye drawing because there is this this chat of a different world order and apparently like from your perspective I would imagine the world order is the human domain and the ogres are now like you know denizens within the human realm instead of humans being denizens within the giants realm um, so it might be a little concerning to you or maybe they're talking about like the greater nature of the world but the ogre the giants seem highly discontent uh chronos however doesn't seem to be frustrated with you in any way shape or form um he still loyally serves you as long as your goals are in line with his deities let's take a quick rest a quick break so i can feed the beast okay We'll be back on the other side of our break. Bye-bye, everyone. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Dicing with Death. Okay. You have found Kronos. You have uh, heard that the, there was an earthquake here in the morning. You will rest for the night. And then... Um, <clears throat> set out wandering. Uh, but did did Kronos's... I don't was he able to um feel the source of this earthquake? And I guess if you're feeling an earthquake, you don't really get which direction it's coming from or anything like Certainly. that. Certainly. Yes. No. Uh you don't you need modern seismology to get earthquake yeah. direction. And uh That's exactly I feel the sort like of thing. Using his amulet of vengeance to help me find an earth elemental would be quite a petty use of such yeah. He would not use the amulet for such a purpose, unless maybe the yeah. elemental destroyed your town. Then, yeah, then we could do something about it. Yeah, what petty cleric of vengeance would use their uh, their amulet to? I don't know. Track down some generic monster they're interested in. Right? Who would do such a thing? Okay. Well, I guess using this temple as a home base, I will wander around. 
<laughs> There's monsters in these hills. Ah. Hang homage to uh, Velthara on my way out, I think. I don't know mm -hmm. if I'm quite declaring vengeance on this uh, earth elemental. I mean, there does need to be vengeance for those miners that were killed, but we also uh, lured him here against his own will. Right. So maybe he needs to get some vengeance on us. We need to come to some kind of accord so that... Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Some sort of resolution. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, are there ways to make offerings? Like, do, you don't put coins in the fountain, do you? Probably not at this lair, no. If you <clears throat> wanted to make an offering to Velthara, goddess of vengeance, when you're visiting Kronos, her cleric's temple... I'll just give her a spare plus one weapon, right? She'll totally, like, that. that's just what she's always wanted. Yeah, she'll just find a way to repurpose that for another friend, for another uh, minion. What would you, what would be a good offering to a cleric? I don't think I'm looking for a good offering. I mean, like I said, it's okay. kind of, it could go either way, right? Like, it could be, like, maybe this elemental deserves vengeance on me. Yeah. So I don't know that I want to invoke too much of Belthar's wrath, but yeah. you know, just help us come to a... Uh, street to a just resolution okay um to be replenishing my troll blood supply while i'm here mm -hmm. and uh i've got two i don't know if i had potions potions of drexel I think they were potions that I found at his workshop that I never successfully identified. Ooh, ancient um, potions that have been laying there mm -hmm. unvisited for fermenting, eon. aging. Mm. Well, I will wander around. So it seems like yesterday morning he was over here. Yes, somewhere over here yesterday morning. Um... So I think I will just use the temple as a home base and wander from there. So maybe going there. I guess like one day you can only go like a hex and back, right? So yep. I can search this hex in a day and come back. Actually, I think the thing to do would be to clairvoyance from Kronos's lair. Mm -hmm. So I'll hang out at the Temple of Vengeance and send my eyeball forth. Because that can travel twice as fast as me and it's not impeded by terrain. Right. So you so can I probably will, like, actually do... Yeah, you know, your eyeball can probably do um, planes movement, maybe a little bit less than planes movement. So it could probably go. I was doing as the crow flies. It can it can do eight point one eight miles an hour. Okay, there we go. That makes and, sense. Right, so it can go to a hex, and it can go it can, in one hour. It could probably go to this hex and back. In terms of like how I don't know how thoroughly to search a hex, right? Yeah. I think to thoroughly search a hex, each hex is going to be roughly 25 square miles. And if you've got a view portal of, do we say 200, 120 feet? It would probably take yeah. a, all day to search a single hex. I mean, yeah. I guess how thoroughly, you don't need to search every speck of sand. I think I'm not going to search sand. thoroughly. I, I've got a, another plan. So I think I will spend a day doing this, sort of putzing around. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, why don't you give me a wisdom willpower check for looking for signs of traveling earth elementals. See if you can spot something unusual. 
It's got to be like a detect elemental spell or detect extra planar traveler's spell or something. Could invent something. I nail it. So if there's... Yes. So my my plan for seeking this creature out was going to be to leave a bunch of those stacked stones around. Mm Mm-hmm. But maybe I didn't do that. Maybe I'm like, oh, hey, there's some stacked stones. So what I'm going to do is like circle around. I'll do like a pass and like note where this, where like unstable stone structures are in the area and circle back around and see if they've been knocked down like a few hours later. Right. So that way you can like kind of do your loops and then, ah, this thing has been knocked down. That means something's been here within the last hour or so. So with the success, do I, do I, do I find signs of it traveling? In, like, uh, well, with a success like that, not only do you find signs of them traveling, but you find uh, you see the stones being knocked down before you as the okay. elemental is traveling in the area at that moment. Um, the stones fall, drawing your attention, and then you see the earth has like a bit of a wave like ripple to it. And um, follow it. How fast do elementals move? Probably not that fast. No, it's not moving particularly quickly. Um, oh, we, we have six hexes. Uh, one, it is traveling in this direction at the time that you spot it. Sorry, I'm looking at okay. Uh, yes, upright. Okay, up west. So I will follow it for a little bit with uh, with my clairvoyance and see where it's going. Does it stay beneath the earth the whole time? Yes, uh, you just see the ground rippling and rolling with it. So it must be traveling near the surface of the earth, but not like coming out full form into it. Um, okay. And did you look up that elemental movement speed? I did not. Okay. I have all sorts of things. Books you have <clears throat> books and children and computers. Much. All right. Movement uh, six. Slow. So half your movement speed. I assume it can do that same movement through Earth, though. Yeah, I think that it's on a. The terrain is not going to be a big bother to it. Um, So considering the terrain, you guys will probably have very similar movement rates. Um, You might be a wee bit faster than it. Yeah, probably overland, not much faster, but like in the heat of the moment, like in a combat situation, I should be faster, but like yeah. you can like cut straight through a hill or like straight through a rock pile. Right, and you'll have to go up and around and the, the elevation change will be tiring to you, whereas the earth elemental can just kind of like cruise at a, a does, consistent speed. Does it appear to be moving in a straight line, a direct path? Uh, yes. When you spot it, um, and it's headed off roughly in this direction, it appears to, it doesn't appear to be like changing its course at all. Um, the wave of rock and earth and dirt is just kind of slowly rolling forward. Okay. You feel like you could probably, I don't know if you could catch up to it, but if you could catch up to it, you would probably be able to find its direction without too much problem. Well, I follow it with the eye to track its direction. And if it seems like it's going in the same place or in the same direction, I will take note of that mm-hmm. and uh, depart on foot. All right. On foot you go after the Earth Elemental. 
she does not like this plan. No. It is, it is doomed to failure, Ryan. It is. The, the latest prophet of things to come. Probably should have muted that. Nobody likes baby crying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. All right. Um, yeah, so Devon heads off on foot. Mm-hmm. Waiting for roll 20 to load and let him... Oh, that's the wrong... There we go. I should probably just shut my window, but oh, donk. It's warming up a little bit around here. So, Well, uh, we are at five o'clock my time, four o'clock your time. Do you want to do the Earth Elemental battle right now, or shall we save this for next week as our uh, starting point? Is this actually going to be a battle? I, if you're going to try and get a piece of it, you're going to get a chunk of it, yeah? <clears throat> That's the plan. I'm not sure if it will, how cooperative it will be. Uncooperative. <laughs> that, yeah. that much is apparent um, to you at the moment. Um, a full-on encounter would probably run us a bit too long, but if it's just a matter of running after it and blasting off a piece, and then maybe we should save this. Okay, yeah, let's um, save it. Yeah. And uh, another thing to add to the do list, I do need to uh, upgrade my arcane blast to make an arcane bomb, oh where I can uh, where I can throw my arcane spray at a distance, at an AOE distance. So a fourth level version of arcane blast. Just keep the, a meme bomb. Just keep it going. But that will have to wait till next time. Okay. Well, that will wrap us up for our second session of Dicing with Death since our long hiatus, and we will probably return next week with another one if all of the fates are working out for us. We shall see. I have have some uh, company. I don't know if they'll be next week Mm. or not, but uh, we'll see. Okay. Well, stay tuned. We will let you guys know as we know. But tentatively, yeah. Tentatively right. next Wednesday. Well, uh, maybe the Wednesday after that. Uh, I guess that'll be it for this week's Dyson with Death, everyone. Yeah. See you guys Thanks next for watching. time. Yeah. We're not going to eat any squawks, baby. Nothing. Just now that we're ending, no more. <laughs> Nothing. Now that it's all over. <laughs> Guess we can keep playing for another hour. No. (laughs) Catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye, everyone. Take it easy. Bye-bye.